0: to Front Porch Confessional, your weekly Devo podcast. My name is Jeff Goki, and I am so happy that you have tuned in today. Welcome to episode 329 and welcome back to my Front Porch. I hope you're doing good. Whatever time of day it is, whenever you're listening to this, I hope that you are having a really really good day. Um it's good, you know, I've I've recently been doing quite a bit of reading on you know mental health, and it's a lot of what we do at Phoenix One, the other organization that I run, and I love it, but one of the things that we're learning about brain health, and I thought this was super interesting, and this is by a guy named Dr. Amen, um, his name is actually, I think, spelled A-M-E-N, like amen, um, but amen, and one of the things that he's done uh, through his research on brain health is he, is that gratitude is a big deal. So, for instance, people are asking him, okay, well, what do you know? How do you have a healthy brain? And he was saying that when you go to bed, Uh, You kind of list off some things mentally uh, that you're grateful for, that gratitude is actually a really important part of brain health. It actually changes somehow physiologically, it changes what's happening in your brain. It's so cool. And then you wake up in the morning and you just are grateful. You're thankful. Thankful for to be alive. Thankful for today. Thankful that I have a breath. And I found that incredibly simple. You know, sometimes I think that we're making life maybe a little too complex. Look, I know that you got a lot going on in your life. There's a lot of stuff. I'm not negating that. That, you know, there's some real pressures. I mean, if you're somebody who looks at the stock market and it's kind of a big deal to you, then you're kind of freaking out a little bit, right? Because it's all over the place. You're looking at the economy. It's all over the place, right? Looking at kind of the political landscape. It's kind of all over the place. Looking at, you know, cross Uh, Cross-country, cross-cultural differences and problems there, it's all over the place. Racial problems, it's all over the place, right? And if you start focusing on all that, which, by the way, every algorithm out there is trying to make you fearful or obsessed to be able to get your attention— and it's so interesting for me that there, that the things that Jesus said over and over, do not be anxious, right? Like, look at the birds, look at the flowers. It's this sense of just mindfulness, this sense of being grateful and, and allowing gratitude to kind of intervene in your life. So for if you're somebody who's just incredibly anxious, really struggles to sleep, and you just feel like, man, I'm wiped out, uh, just a small little tidbit, uh, a little piece of advice from actually somebody who's, I think he's done like, I don't know, I think like 6,000 brain scans, something like that. It's a lot. And what he's found is is gratitude, gratefulness is a really, really big deal as it relates to our, our mental health, our, our brain health. It's a really important thing. So I'm so grateful tonight for each and every one of you. I really am. Uh, who listen to this podcast. And I'm really really grateful for those of you who continue to give to this podcast. Thank you so much. Thanks for helping make this happen. It really is a huge encouragement to me and it really does help out a ton. Uh, if you'd like to do that, easy to do, you can go to frontporchconfessional.com. There is a link there that says partner. You can click on that. There's multiple different ways that you can do that. Thank you, thank you so much uh, for each and every one of you who listen. And also, if you like these podcasts or subscribe, that's also really helpful as well. Thank you, thank you, thank you to each and every one of you. Okay, our passage for today is this. John 13, 35. By this, all people will know that you are my disciples if you love for one another. I read it again, John 13, 35. By this, all people will know that you are my disciples if you have love for one another. Um, during the pandemic, there was a local church in, in Phoenix. Uh, it's called CCV. It's a really, really big church, probably the largest church in the valley. And they did this really cool thing. And I just, I just thought this was so incredible. They saw that so many people were struggling Uh, with their mental health and struggling with what what was happening, how things were spinning out. And so what they did is they asked their local church to be generous. And so their local church gave a ton of money. I think it might have been right before the pandemic too. I can't remember if it was right during the pandemic or before, but basically what they did is they asked their church to be generous. And what they did is they created a fund and that fund essentially opened it up to say, we want to care for you. We want to love you. And we want you to love one another. And basically what they did was they said, if you need help, if you need counseling, we'll fund it. We'll fund a certain amount of sessions for you to go get the care you need. And I thought, that is so powerful. So powerful that that love, that concern. Now, churches on the whole, you know, they have to care for their congregation, care for their people there, which is really important. But here's a local church that said, no, we want to really open it up and we want to use the influence and, and maybe the platform that God had given to them to really love other people. And that was a gospel presentation to the Valley. And I think even, even to me, I was living in California at the time, like I didn't use it, but I heard of a lot of people that use that and helped other people get connected to some help. And I just thought that's love. That's the kind of love that Jesus came and that He gave. Like if you go, if you just simply sit in the Gospels, find yourself in Matthew, Mark, Luke, or John, and just take some time and read over that over and over. And what you'll see over and over again is the love of Christ, the love of the Father in the person of Jesus, caring. For people all over the place, Samaritans, the, the the woman at the well, like at a wedding, like amongst a bunch of people who are not just hungry for food, but hungry to hear truth. We see Jesus just loving people. And not only that, he's loving these 12 disciples. These men that honestly just are probably a bit lost in their lives. This rabbi comes along and, and he loves them. He loves them so much and he cares for them. I and mean, we have this moment, I don't know if you remember it, where he's like washing their feet. He's washing their feet. I mean the 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 creator of the universe, the one who created the feet, is washing the feet. This is love, commitment, care. Why? He could have stayed away. Why? Because he came to us, Emmanuel, God with us, to show us what love not only looks like, but it feels like. And love does all the different things that we are seeing in the Gospels. Love cares, love commits, love sacrifices. And we see all these beautiful things that Jesus is living out in his life. And in John 13, what he's saying to these disciples as he has lived out this life of love with them, life of care with them, is, look, evangelism. Telling people about who Jesus is and what Jesus has done starts with the way that we care with for one another. And that, that thought for me is captivating. Because again... I think we complicate things. You know, I went to a Bible college and they taught me a ton of really great things. And to be honest, I am so grateful. I am so grateful for Moody Bible Institute. First and foremost, I'm so grateful because I got to meet my wife there. Uh, but secondarily, they, they taught me a lot of really good things. They taught me a lot of Bible, a lot of theology, things like that. I'm really grateful. But here's the thing. Oftentimes, we complicate all of that we're getting sideways on who believes what and and you know what doctrines are this and what doctrines are that and who's in who's out and yes these are all important things to discuss to talk about but primary in Jesus's mind as he looks to the disciples these are people who confess Jesus as Lord and Savior and says how are you loving one another how are you doing that Are these things, these issues of doctrine, issues of the way we approach Scripture, are they tearing you apart and so you're tearing other people apart? Or are you displaying love even in the midst of disagreement? And what we find all throughout the Gospels is that many, many people (laughs) come into Jesus' life that I guarantee you he does not agree with, everything they're doing in their life, but what he displays for them is love. He loves them. Loves them to the point of death, of death on a cross. The full extent of his love displayed on the cross. And so as he looks to the disciples, he's asking them, how are you loving? Will you love one another? Will you care for one another? Because as you do that, that is going to transcend it's going, to trans, it's going to be a transcendent reality. It's going to point them to my love, my commitment, my sacrifice, my care. And this is what he's asking us to do. So, so it's kind of like, don't complicate it. Look, I can disagree with people of, that think different than me, that hold different doctrines than me, different thoughts than me. I can love them. But if all of a sudden all these different things that that Satan, I really believe, is set to try to divide us, if we start attacking one another, and, and to be honest, here's the thing that's really, really breaking my heart in this season of church history. To watch Christians just absolutely kill each other over the political divide is heartbreaking. It's just heartbreaking as if Jesus is a Republican, as if Jesus is a Democrat, <laughs> as if Jesus is an independent. And he says, you can o- I only love the ones who are Republicans, or I only love the ones who are Democrats or independents. Like, that's just foolishness. That's what the world does. The world loves to create categories, and, and, and the world loves to pin us up against one another. And Jesus comes in, and he transcends that. He comes in, and he... He shows us, oh, no, no, if somebody hits you on a cheek, just go ahead and offer that other one. I mean, think about that, loving your enemies. How much more if you claim to be a follower of Jesus that you love your own brother and sister in Christ? And love oftentimes sits down and has conversations. Love often sits down and says, I don't understand, or that really hurt me, or I'm so confused. But what love does on the public square matters. And to be honest, I'm heartbroken by the way we what we're displaying to our world it's no wonder they think we're (laughs) hypocritical because we just shake our fists at one another instead of saying I love them I don't necessarily agree with them but I love them and that will just be such a gospel presentation to the world they won't know what to do with that reality and that's Jesus on the cross Father, forgive them. They know not what they do. And he gives up his life. Meanwhile, we can't even get along with somebody who has a different belief than us, or a different, they hold a a different non-essential theological belief than us. We want to crush them. We want to divide them. We want to go who's in and who's out. As opposed to saying, I'm just going to commit to loving you the way that Jesus loved me. He laid down his life for me. And that is why 2,000 years ago, 2,000 years later, sorry, we're still talking about his sacrifice because it's, it's unbelievable. And this is what he's inviting his disciples into. This is what he's inviting you into. This is what he's inviting me into. And we, we need to carry that cross. We need to carry the weight of what it means to love well. And so I hope you're like me as it relates to love is that we're people that that's the forefront of our mind. And as it relates to our brothers and sisters in Christ, across all the theological, I mean, we have, I think I read something, I forget, like 46,000 different denominations. That's crazy. All reading the scriptures, all coming to different conclusions on certain things, and that's why we've kind of broken and fractured apart. But at the end of the day, what Jesus is saying is, in your differences, will you learn to love one another? Again, that doesn't mean you don't debate about things. It doesn't mean you don't talk through things. But what we do in the public square, it matters. Because people are watching us. And are we pointing them to Jesus? And that is a weighty, weighty thing that you and I get to wear. That is evangelistic in the way that we love one another. Because loving one another leads other to the Lord. Loving one another leads others to the Lord. And I want you to feel the weight of that. I want you to enter into your week and wear the weight of that. If you have a disturbance against a brother or sister in Christ, I'm just telling you, go make it right. If you feel like you want to post something on social media to just criticize a Christian, I would ask you not to do that. I would ask you to consider the weight of what it means to this world and to your witness to go after and to go do that. And so the question is just simply this. Is the way you are loving evangelistic? Is the way that you're loving one another, other brothers and sisters in Christ, evangelistic? Father God, teach us to love the way your son Jesus loved. Spirit of the living God, convict our hearts where we want to make opinions more important than our love for you and our love for one another. Teach us to do this. We need your help, plead, lead, and guide us. So, take a breath, reflect, and believe that the God of the universe is near to you in your own heartbeat.